much for joining me for our how to pitch series. And today we're going to be talking about the gutsy podcast. The gutsy podcast is a podcast that my team really discovered. I think very early on, you've been doing this podcast for a couple of years and everybody on the team has recommended it to me as something that I should personally start listening to because Laura puts together this amazing mix of content. It's not just interviews, although she does some amazing interviews, but it also has some solo episodes that she does and this really cool series called Powerback. And it's Powerback 10 or Powerback 5 because they're really short episodes, but they're about how you can reclaim your power and take your power back. So all of those mini-sodes get mixed in with guest content where guests come on and share their expertise. And you have a really wide range of interviews. And I know we're going to talk about how you pick those later, but you recently got somebody that I follow on TikTok on your show, who's Tori Dunlap. Oh, yes. Oh my God. I love that episode. So I want to hear, like, if you want to talk a little bit more about what your podcast is, I would say it's a more of a business focused podcast, but it is more on that, like inspirational, personal side, I think of how are you showing up as a business owner? with some tactical like social media or sales episodes sprinkled in. So I want to hear you describe it in your own words, but then I've got to hear how you got Tori on the show as well. Yeah, absolutely. So the Gutsy Podcast, I started in 2019. It was an offspring of a local project that I'd been working on called the Green Couch Project, where I was interviewing entrepreneurs. I wanted to learn about what got them excited and what kept them up at night and where were they having blockages and what were they looking forward to and planning for for the future? The entrepreneurial mind is such a wild west, <laughs> but it's also this really beautiful, fluid place where truly anything is possible. And when I was doing those in-person interviews, I loved doing it, but the production of it was it was costly, right? If I'm just being transparent, it cost a lot of money to do it. And the project was not receiving any funds. So I didn't really feel aligned with sponsorships and all that stuff at that time. And so I was like, okay, how can I impact more people? How can I have more of these conversations? Because I love having these conversations. I don't know why, but I just feel completely compelled to talk about all the stuff that everyone's thinking and feeling, but not necessarily saying out loud. And so I was like, well, maybe I could figure out how to create a podcast. And that quickly became a blaze, like just this burning fire inside me. And so I launched the Gutsy Podcast and I launched it with a $25 Logitech headset, which I still use to this day. And I've been able to interview a lot of really incredible people. You mentioned Tori, which we'll talk about here shortly. But the Gutsy Podcast is primarily for female entrepreneurs. Like I said, the mind is such a wild place, right? Like you go from on top of the world to maybe if I just stay in my bed for a few more hours, I don't have to deal with it. And so we talk about all the shit that happens behind the scenes of being an entrepreneur. I wholeheartedly believe that before you're a business owner, you're a human. And when you're a human, you have human needs and feelings and thoughts and expectations and habits and traumas and just all this stuff that shows up in your life. 
And so we talk about that stuff. I want to humanize and normalize that entrepreneurship is not just this perfectly glammed Instagrammable, I'm on a jet plane. I, I don't know where that got started, but it, it can continue on its way. Because while that's possible, there's so many other things that happen in between. So it's so easy to look online and say, okay, well, what's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? Where do I need to be different? Am I too much? Am I not enough? And all this stuff. And we just talk about it. And the Gutsy Podcast is really about creating a space for people to be themselves, to know that they're not alone on this business adventure, and how much your life and your business really flow into one another. So my guests are from all over the world. I'm so, so thankful and really honored to have what I might consider a flood of guests, which is such a great place to be in from starting a show, not knowing how to do any of it, to figuring it out, to interviewing people in opposite time zones. It's been a really crazy and beautiful adventure. And we talk about the tactical things, marketing and social media and email marketing and things like that. But we also talk about your energy and your mindset and yourself as a whole. So you can have all the strategy in the world, but if you're not connected and aligned on the inside, that stuff is just continuously going to burn you out because you're going to be like, I'm doing all this crap. None of it's working. Boo on me. <laughs> so then you mentioned the power back episodes. You know, those are mini episodes. They're like mini coaching sessions, to be honest with you. We just get really, really hyper-focused on one thing. And I give you simple, tangible ways to implement things now. So it's fun and I enjoy it. And I love having these conversations with incredible people. Yeah. And I will say about your episodes, when I listen to more business podcasts in particular, I'm very partial to episodes that are sort of focused on a topic because I feel like I can dip into something that I need right now. And, and when I was preparing to interview you, I was going through and listening to some topical episodes that I personally need in the moment. And one of them was letting go of the need to be perfect online because I just have not been promoting myself or podcast ally on social media at all. There's like a mental block there. I used to do it just fine, but I haven't been at all. So I listened to that one. I listened to one on email marketing. Like, I love that you can just go through the titles of your episodes and know exactly what you're going to get and that you do have these shorter episodes that give you these little doses of inspiration, because sometimes we just need that little push where I know that I can show up online without my makeup done. Like I get it, but I also travel full time and I live in this tiny fiberglass travel trailer and I cannot plug in a blow dryer. I can't blow dry my hair. And with my hair, I get what I get. And I will tell you, I do sometimes get up in my head about that kind of stuff because it's hard to be a woman online. And so being able to pop in and listen to this short little episode that is exactly what you need to get going that day, I think is so valuable. And I love that format that you've chosen for those episodes. It's absolutely perfect. Thank you. You know, that's what it's all about. Your mind, whew, she is loud. <laughs> she has a lot to say and she has a lot of input from a lot of people. And so, so much of this journey is about stepping out of your mind and exposing yourself to things that can help push you out of that comfort zone or out of that routine or out of that um, pool that you're stuck in. Sometimes all you need is to hear something for a few minutes 
to change your entire perspective on your entire day. I love to start my day listening to an audiobook because it gets me out of my own head. I'm not already running a thousand miles an hour. And that's what those power back episodes are for. If you listen to one of those every morning or every other morning, it could quite literally change the trajectory of your entire day just because you've gotten out of your head and you filled it with things that remind you, you know what? I've actually really got this. It's not big and scary like I thought it was when I woke up. I'm really capable and now I'm excited to do this. So I love how you're infusing those into your life. Yes. So let's go back to Tori a little bit because I've got to ask you about this. So I am a big TikTok user, consumer of content. I feel like that app, it like understands you, that algorithm better than like your mother, your partner, your oh, yeah. <laughs> anyone, your best friend. <laughs> it's so crazy. And I do follow Tori and she's actually a perfect example of this because every once in a while, she will have a video where she gets really glammed up. And I think of it as like rich bitch TikTok that she likes to play with, but often she's just like in a t-shirt makeup free talking about why wealth it matters to women and why women should be investing their money and is so incredibly empowering. And I just got to know, did you pitch her? Like, how did you <laughs> get her on your show? Did you meet her somewhere on TikTok? Cause I think you're a, a TikToker as well. Like there's gotta be a story there. She's got to get so many requests. Yes. I'm certain that it is overwhelming. Uh, yes, I'm a huge TikToker. I consume a lot of content, but I also create a lot of content on there. So if you're a fellow TikToker, my handle is at that Laura Aura. It's an extension of the podcast. And I do the same thing. Like some days I've got my makeup on and my wingtip eyeliner. And other days I'm wearing no bra and a t-shirt and my hair is in a messy bun and I'm still talking to you. So come as you are in all aspects of life. So I had been following her and watching her story and, and literally experiencing her in her breakthrough. When I first started watching her, it was like she was really at the beginning of all of the exposure and things going from zero to 100 overnight. That I will also back up with. She went from zero to 100 overnight because she put in the work to get there. You know, like that overnight success shit just doesn't happen. So I'm, I'm a very intuitive human. And I'm very in alignment with like my energy and my feelings. And I get little whispers of like, hey, you should. And so I'm at home one day working, no makeup, t-shirt. And I get this drop in that's like, you should ask Tori to be on the show. And I have these weird little conversations with myself. I'm like, are you serious right now? And then I get this additional feedback. It was like, make her a video right now, send it to her. And I'm like, okay. I'm in the space now where I'm like, why not? why not ask? Because if the fear is that she'll say no, if I don't ask her, I'm living out that fear because she's saying no, because she doesn't even know it exists. And so I get online and by the way, is it cool to cuss on your show? Like is, is yes, this- Yes, a hundred percent. Okay, Because where, where I'm about to go is like full throttle Laura. So, and I want to be respectful. So I get on and you know, Tori, she's very just like matter of fact, there's no puppy dogs and rainbows and bullshit, right? Like she's just, she's there. And if you want to be there with her, she's with you. So knowing this of her, I'm like, I'm just going to address her as me to her. Not that she's a celebrity, not that I'm this podunk, whatever. We're just going to be two humans in the space. She had just put out a post that said, if you want me to speak at your event, you better get on it because my rates are about to go up. 
And that was the post that sparked me to be like, why not ask her? So I get on and I'm like, I know that there's a pretty good chance that you could tell me to go fuck myself. I know that you charge a lot for events, but I would love to interview you on the Gutsy podcast. This is what it is. This is who we talk to. I would love to share this space with you. What do you think? And I hit send. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. I have like chills right now. I mean, obviously we know how the story ends, but like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, I got on the website and I found all the emails and I just sent it to like her whole team and her and like, I'm just like, why not? So I send it and the video app that I use, it's called Vidyard for anybody interested, couldn't recommend it more. It sends you an email when someone views your video. And so an hour later, I get a ping. This video has been watched. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like they actually opened it. That's a kind of a big deal in its own. And I don't know if it was like a day or two later, I get an email back from her team that was like, yeah, Tori would love to do this with you. And it was like, holy shit, I did it. I asked. She said yes. And now we're going to do it. A couple of weeks later, we recorded the episode and the rest is history. So I just want to encourage everyone. No one is off the table. You're only self-selecting who you think that you're able to connect with. When we remember that they're all human beings, they poop the same way that you do. They relax on Sunday afternoons the same way that you do. They get giddy and stupid excited over stuff the same way that you do. When you just talk to them and treat them like they're the same human that you are, no one's off the table. I interviewed Marcus Limonis from CNBC's The Prophet, the show. I interviewed him the same way because I asked. I've interviewed the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine the same way. I just asked. I just get this unwavering belief that it's possible and put it out there. And some people bite and some people don't. There's a, a dozen more that have never responded, of course. So it's not like they're all 100% success stories, but the ones that are, are. So that's how it came about. Oh my gosh. You are actually perfectly speaking to something that I drill my team on. So if you're listening and somehow do not know this, Podcast Ally is a podcast booking agency and our team pitches guests to be on podcasts. And one of the things that when people come into the company, I work with them on is the idea of fits because we have a rule that you're not allowed to have stretch pitches, but stretch pitches aren't actually about the size of, in our case, the guest relative to the podcast in terms of their audience, their influence, their social media. It's about content and audience. So as long as the audience that you are serving as a podcast is in alignment with the audience that you want to have in as a guest, or in our case, the person we're pitching, but as long as that Venn diagram of we are reaching the same people with complementary messages, then it's a fit. And a lot of people tell themselves, well, I can't go after this podcast, or I can't try to have this guest on my show because I'm too small. And one of my really good friends is Tara McMullen. She's the host of the What Works podcast. And one of the things she said to me very early on, probably a decade ago, was I don't care how big you are. I just want to have interesting conversations. And I think that's true of most people. Most people want to be given a platform to speak to the topics that they're passionate about. Most people want to have interesting conversations. Most people want to be invited. They want to be asked. They feel flattered by it. Now, there might be logistics in the way right, that get in the way where somebody just can't make it possible or they're in a season in their life where they have to say no or choose to say no, and that's fine. 
but that's not on you, the person making the request to hold that boundary for them. And so I just love that we're having this conversation, Laura, because it's something that I'm always trying to push people to think about fit and reach a little bit differently. And if you're in alignment with that person that you're making the ask of, then it's a, then it's a match, it's a fit. So it's just figuring out the best way then to go about it. Exactly. I mean, the only difference between someone getting an interview with somebody and not is chance. I mean, of course, there could be logistics and all that. We'll take that into account. But the really only major difference is one asked and one didn't. I mean, you just never know. If you just automatically assume it's a no, it's going to be a no. So why, why not put yourself out there? I mean, literally, what's the worst that happens? They don't respond? Okay, at least you know that you tried. I, I just really feel like there's nobody off the table. So my co-host Sam and I are doing these episodes as well. So it's not out yet, but we've recorded one on rejection. And it's so funny because we get halfway through the episode. I'm like, really, this should be about just silence? Because when you're making these requests, you don't even usually get rejected. You just don't get a response. After. You just get nothing. You just get nothing. Yeah. It goes into the black hole of nothing. Yeah. And that is the painful part, but it's just part of the process. And if you know, it's not personal, it has nothing to do with you or your worthiness. Have you ever heard of the concept inbox forgiveness? No. So it was created by um, actually two podcast hosts. It'll have to come to me later. It's one of the Gimlet podcasts. And they came up with this idea called Inbox Forgiveness Day, where once a year, you're allowed to just empty out your inbox without apologies to anyone for never responding. And I basically do that in my email, like every six months. If it's six months or older, I just archive all of my emails. So if you asked me about something and didn't respond, you might've just gotten caught up in an Inbox Forgiveness Day. And I'm really sorry. It's nothing personal. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing personal. I, I'm pretty bad with email hygiene. So the other thing I really wanted to talk to you about a little bit before we get into the nitty gritty of how to pitch is this transition that you've made within your business. So you had an, one of our clients on actually Finca, and she was asking you about some things that you want to do in your business. And you talked about making a transition from being somebody working with your personal branding. I think you had a branding agency or we're doing branding with folks to coaching. And I know now you do what you call alignment coaching. And one of the things I was so curious about is because this is an episode about your podcast, did you start doing the power backs in your podcast because you knew you wanted to make the change and you were working over there or did the power backs inspire and like the podcast help inspire that change? Like, were you intentionally setting up the podcast to change your business or did it evolve organically over the time? Because there's such an alignment between what your podcast was about and what your business has become. So I'm just wondering how intentional that was. Yeah. So I did not have a plan. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it was not like, let me do this podcast and then transition into it. Honestly, the podcast is the result of me following my intuition to saying, I loved having these conversations. I love humanizing the real things that happen behind the scenes. I want to do more of that. Let me lean into that. And so the podcast honestly really has been like this guiding force for me and makes me feel alive. Like when I am recording, either when I'm interviewing or even like talking to you right now, like I feel so insanely in alignment I'm like, it's a no-brainer. This is just where I am intended to be at this season of my life. And so the Powerback episodes really came from 
I know that people are busy and I wanted to give them something short and sweet. <laughs> and the Tuesday episodes, the interviews came from, I want to have great conversations with cool people and normalize the things that we're all thinking and feeling. It has helped me realize where I really want to be. So I'm really grateful for the Gutsy podcast because in a way I feel like it helped save me and it helped me to wake up to who I think I've always been, but the world gets in the way and tells you what you should be. And so we undo a lot of that on the show in a lot of ways. And the Gutsy podcast helped me to rediscover who I truly am. Oh my gosh. So when I asked that question, I just, I honestly had no idea what you were going to say. And I just love that. And it is wild because when you look at that content that you have, that evolution feels so natural and <laughs> intentional. And it was definitely meant to be. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, it's a beautiful question. Thank you for asking it. No one has ever asked me that, by the way. So for a second, I was like, oh, I've never been asked that. Let me, let me feel into that. And it kind of makes me a little bit like, uh, you know, like it gives me the warm and fuzzies because I'm like, wow, when I really just sit here and, and look back, I'm like, this has guided me this whole way. And it's continuing to guide me. Like there's more to unfold. There are stages to stand on and conferences to guide in and books to write, right? Like all I can see all that unfolding too. And I, and I think that the the podcast has really just allowed me to feel into what feels right to me what brings me alive. And so I would encourage everybody, like when you get those little drop-ins or hints or kind of scratches the back of your head, what if you just lean into that a little bit? You might not know what it means today or tomorrow or even a year from now, but maybe it's a crumb for you to follow on your path. I love that. All right. I'm going to start shifting this a little bit, although it feels harsh after that inspirational moment. <laughs> We're going to go technical here. We're going to go technical Techno. here. Abrupt transition. <laughs> but you did mention that you decided to have guests on your show just because you wanted to have conversations with interesting people. And I love that. So I feel like the natural kind of follow-up question to that is, like, how are you deciding what guests that you want to have on? Do you start a planning session where there's topics or people that you want to cover? What's that process like for thinking through what guests you want to have on? So first and foremost, I don't give two shits how many followers you have on social media. It just doesn't phase me because I've, I've interviewed some of the most successful, happy, healthy, wealthy women around the world that have like 350 followers on Instagram. So that number to me is vanity. I don't even look at it. I don't have a spot on my forum that asks for it. I know a lot of shows do, so I'm not knocking anyone else's process. I'm just saying for my own alignment, it just doesn't matter. So we can get that off the table. I've intentionally built a process because I'm a creative and things can go a thousand different directions. And I found that creativity really thrives in the process, in structure. So I created a form on my website to gather all the information that I need, because there's, if there's one thing that I really just don't want to do is back and forth continuous emails. Oh, I don't, I didn't get this. Oh, I need that. I need this. I need that. Like it just, it's a waste of everyone's time. So I have a form on the website, the gutsypodcast.com. It says, do you want to be a guest? You click on that and you fill out the information. It gives me everything that I need to be able to evaluate and read what you're about and who you are and what makes you come alive. It gives me 
links to your website that I can go check out. I get to read, you know, it's just a very like open space for you to, to really just be honest about who you are and what you want to share. And so I know pretty quickly when I'm accepting guests, I have, like I said, I'm very fortunate to be in the space now where I have more guests. So we just went from uh, the show started as a weekly show happy COVID hit. <laughs> we went back to a bi-weekly show just because all of that, which could be a whole episode on its own. And then just recently I realized like I have so many, I think I have 32 episodes recorded out and at a bi-weekly rate, they weren't going to air for like a year and a half. And I'm like, this is stupid. Like <laughs> this is really good information. And I feel like I'm gatekeeping it at this point. So I made the decision to go back to a weekly show. So when I get those forms, I'm reading through it. I'm, I read every single one that comes through. I go to the links that you provide to me. I check out recent posts that you've put up and information on your website. I read through the paragraphs that, that are sent. And to me, it's really just an alignment choice. It's not about numbers. It's not about if you've been in business for one year or 10 years. I don't know. There's just so many numbers that I think are taken into effect and consideration in a lot of ways. And what I'm looking for is, do I have an alignment with you? And do you meet my audience's needs? And if both of those are yes, then let's do it. I'm interrupting this episode because I know you're here because you want to leverage podcast interviews. Maybe you're looking to grow your network or bring in new leads, or maybe you've been invited on a podcast and you're looking to get more intentional and proactive with reaching out to podcasts to suggest yourself as a guest. And most likely you're listening because you're looking for some help. Either you want some help with your messaging or just brainstorming the right podcast to reach out to. Well, you're in the right place, my friend. Our podcast planning intensives mean you don't have to do it alone. They're led by senior members of our pitch team who are working with podcasts every single day and me, which means you get two extra brains working on your podcast outreach and the programming. We'll work with you to identify which podcasts will bring you closer to your goals and write up your own personal pitch scripts for those shows. We'll help you put together a plan to leverage every interview and we'll give you the context you need to book those interviews. Plus, we support you as you start that outreach process. Sound like a dream? Come on over to podcastally.com forward slash VIP to learn more about our podcast planning intensives and to get the help you're looking for. That's podcastally.com forward slash VIP, where you can find all the info and book an intensive. Now, let's get back to the show. I know some podcasters who are sort of afraid. I, I tend to like when people ask my opinion on this, which they don't very often, but when they do, I'm like, if you really hate the pitches you're getting from PR people, put a form because it's a little bit of a gatekeep. If you have a form up, you can't copy and paste the same pitch and send it to that person. And they're like, well, it will still be bad. I'm like, then you can delete it. Like, it's very easy. And you can even have like, if fields are empty, it filters out. So you never even look at it if you really want. Like if there's a piece of information that's really important to you and they don't fill it in, just filter it out with your email filter. So you never even see it. You know, there's so many ways I think you can use this kind of process to manage it. But I know people who are like, I'm afraid to review people this way because I'm afraid that the guest is going to be bad or not actually aligned. And what do I do with that? And opens up a can of worms. Have you had any sort of like horror stories of people approaching you this way where you've invited them on and then you've had to cancel the episode or just felt 
kind of bad about it? Honestly, no. Wow. Okay. That's good. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, well, it, it is, but I'm, I'm also just very in tune. So one thing I'm always looking for is have you done your homework? You can just tell when you get pitches where people are just trying to promote themselves. I've turned down quite a few where I can clearly see that your intent is to come on and talk solely about your business. Now, don't get me wrong. Like we talk about your business on the show. It's not like a, oh, you can not offer anyone or tell anyone who you are. Like I, I've seen things like that too. And I'm like, okay, no, screw you. If I have this opportunity to be in front of people, I at least want the the chance to tell them a little bit about who I am and what I do. But it, this is not the come on the Gutsy Podcast and pitch your your services podcast. This is a conversation. This is a place for us to connect and create community. And yeah, then let's also talk about what you do and how can people find you and what offer do you have? But you know, you can just very clearly tell when the intention is not there or I'll get some people that maybe they don't come across the form and I have my team, you know, I'll get an email with that classic pitch and I'll forward it to my team and they send them the link. And if you just deliberately don't go through my process, if we send you that information and then you send me another email following up and then another email, it, it's over. Like, I don't want to talk to you anymore because we gave you the opportunity. And if you're not willing to walk one step into our process to be on the show, then you're, you're not a qualified guest, point blank. So when there is a process and someone is guiding you, follow that go through it. That's where your chances are. So I don't know if I just answer your question. I kind of went off on a tangent. No, I think, I think that's actually perfect because I think that's absolutely true where there's like a red flag built into the process. And also your form, I think the questions are sort of open-ended. So for folks, like I'm looking at it right now, there's like business info, topic of discussion, some areas of expertise you'd like to discuss on the podcast. It's very open-ended, which I feel like I've seen forms that are more like yours, Laura, where it's kind of open. And then ones where the questions are even more specific about certain topics, where if a podcast has a very like niche, more narrow focus, that's what I'm looking for, then their questions are going to be more narrow. Right. But I feel like what your form does too, is it gives people some rope to hang themselves with where it would be really easy to copy and paste a generic bio, a generic copy for the website. And if you see that coming through, then you know they're not putting any effort in. So you can immediately just say, okay, that's probably not online because people who aren't willing to put up 10 minutes of extra effort to make sure this is a fit probably aren't going to put forward 30 minutes of effort to prepare for my interview. And it's not going to be a good conversation. Right, right. Yeah, the form is intentional. It a, gives me everything that I need to make a proper decision, or the, at least to the best of my ability in that moment, or gives me the opportunity to ask questions if I need clarification. So once I get the form and I'm like, yeah, let's do this, I don't talk to them until the day we record. A lot of people like to do like a pre-interview type of thing. There's no wrong way. I, I want everyone to know that. The way I do it doesn't need to be the way that you do it. Like do it in the way that you feel most empowered and most in alignment. I don't want to talk to you beforehand because I know, <laughs> I know myself and I'm going to want to talk to you and a lot of goodness is going to come out and we're not going to have it on recording. So I just don't talk to you until it's time to record and then we capture all the greatness. That's truly the primary reason why I don't pre 
interview interviewees because I know good stuff is going to come out and I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> so create a process. First of all, if you don't have a process, that's the starting point. If you want to simplify your life and your podcast and your guests and like just the, the stream that everyone comes down the river on, create a process. And then to use it, follow your own process, guide people through it. And it just simplifies so much. And some people might say the forum is cold and like, oh, I'm never going to hear back from anybody. And that may be the case with a lot of shows. I read every single one of them. I use every single one of them. And I have had tremendous, tremendous success through a form. So you mentioned that you now are getting more pitches than you have space. So I'm assuming you're getting more form submissions. If you did an episode a week with a guest, it's 52 episodes in a year. So you're getting more submissions now than you actually have openings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So right now, if we if we're talking real time, we're here at the end of July. I am recorded out through, I think, the end of February of 2023, and that's weekly. I also have 14 guests lined up for interviews over the fall. So I took a pause over the summer of recording. One, just because I think it's healthy to do that from time to time. And two, also because we're getting ahead of ourselves again, right? Like we're going to be back in the same spot where there are more guests than there is time. And I just don't like an episode sitting for more than nine months, honestly, is, is even kind of a stretch because so much changes in that short period of time that it's an ebb and a flow and figure out what works and what doesn't. And it's a good problem to have, but it's a problem nonetheless. So we're figuring it out along the way. Yeah. Do you tend to just do all of your interviews like at certain time frames where you'll take pauses and then batch a bunch of interviews? Is that kind of how you work through it? Or are you more ongoing with your interviews? Yeah, I'm ongoing. Okay. I don't have like seasons or launches or anything like that. I is ongoing. So for me personally, when I first started, I would do interviews any time of the day, any day of the week. Like I was just taking them all. I was just like, I was like, let me just do all the interviews. And I quickly found that one, that sucks <laughs> because you know how it is when you're interviewing, it's like a zone, right? Like you got to like embody that there's prep work that goes into it and the space that you're creating and sound and like it's I don't know it's just like a whole being and so I very very quickly realized that doing an interview at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday and 7 p.m on a Thursday and 9 a.m on a Friday was too much like a game of ping pong too much all over the place and so I dedicated Tuesdays to my Thursdays and so some other people might be like what if Tuesday's not good for somebody? If they want to be interviewed and they really want to be on the show, they make it work. That's not up for us as the interviewer to be like, oh, well, what if they can't make it? I do make exceptions for people like Tori. <laughs> that's, that's my choice. But on the regular, I record every Tuesday. I also only record two episodes each Tuesday because I found that any more than that, I'm just fatigued. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of brain power. You know, even though I'm just sitting and talking, like that just takes a lot of energy. So I record two episodes each Tuesday. I do batch my Power Mac episodes just because they're a little bit more like I can roll through those a little bit easier and no one else is involved. So I can stop and start as I want to. So it's ongoing. Like I said, I, take, I took a break this summer from recording just to 
take a big deep breath and and look at how far we've come and i'm already booked out through the fall so it's it's pretty cool yeah yeah and i know you said that you aren't too influenced in other people's metrics but i do want to talk about yours a little bit so i know on your website you said that your podcast has been downloaded over 43,000 times in 106 countries, which is just amazing. And can you put that in a context of like, what does that look like sort of on a monthly basis? Because that, that number is so big. It's like hard to even kind of wrap your mind around what that means. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can up that to 44,000. We hit that yesterday, which was pretty cool. I want to say something about numbers. It didn't start that way. We're talking about three and a half years in the making at this point. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, I have uh, a thousand lifetime downloads or I have 1500 or 200 or wherever you are in your journey, the most important thing is to continue and to stay true to yourself and the numbers will follow. So if you have 500 total listeners of your entire show and you impacted one of those listeners on a level that you can't even comprehend, then why are we doing this in the first place? Are we doing this for numbers or are we doing this for a bigger purpose? So that's my TED talk for that second. So 44,000 downloads, 106 countries. When I look at that, I see that as such proof that my voice matters and that I am on my right journey. The podcast has been one of the easiest things I've ever done because I am in alignment with it. Yeah, things get challenging sometimes or chaotic or whatever. There's a lot of pieces behind the scenes. That's a whole nother thing. There's a lot of things that need to happen once the episode is done. But I look at that number and I think, holy shitballs. <laughs> like 44,000 times my voice has been heard around the country. I don't know. I just sit and, and I think that that's possible. What else is possible? So on an average... There's about 2,000 downloads a month. That's when we were bi-weekly. We literally just shifted back to weekly. So um, I'm certain those numbers will shift again. And some episodes are downloaded 100 times. And sometimes they're downloaded 800 times. It, it just really depends on the episode and the topic and, and what people are doing. So I think it's cool to watch the number. I look at the total number and I also look at episode numbers strictly because I want to know what my listeners are really hungry for. Yeah. I was going to ask how much that influences your future content. Like if you see that, oh, they love this one kind of content, do you set out to produce more of it? Yes. If I can tell that there are certain types of content that people are just really leaning into, not only do I like to create more episodes about that content, but I also use that in other ways, like my social media content and how I'm talking to my audience in other ways and topics that we're discussing inside the Gutsy Collective. So there's just a lot of data there to be like, oh, I know what my people really want to know about. I know what really piques their interest. Let me lean into that. So the numbers are great on paper and awesome to be like, hey, this is a great milestone. I don't want to discount that by any means, but it's also information. It's information for you to be able to help better serve your clients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that you're using that in, in your other venues, the Gutsy Collective, that's your membership community, right? So you're able to take that content back to those folks who are showing up and 
serve them better. Exactly. Yeah, the, the Gutsy Collective is an extension of the Gutsy Podcast because, again, I just saw a need and extended the space, and here we go again. So why not, right? Okay, I cannot wrap up this interview without asking two more questions. And the first one is the one that I'm sure everyone wants to know, which is your pet peeves. We know that when people pitch you and they don't fill out the form, it's like an automatic, you're not going to be on the show. You're not even willing to meet us with their process. But is there anything like you see in those forms and you're going through the submissions that just like drives you that you're like, please just stop doing this. It just drives you up the wall. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Probably the one that irks me the most. And again, I'm intuitive and I can read energy even through your form. So if you submit a form to me, I can feel you. What? Not to not not to sound not to sound weird, but not and not in a weird way, but just like I I'm in tune to your energy and the emotions and feelings that you had when you submitted it. So I can feel things. And so one of the things that probably is one of my biggest pet peeves is when someone is trying to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I can tell when you are trying to perfectly craft something to sound brilliant versus when you're just being yourself. I don't need a perfectly curated version of you because that's just not realistic. I want to have a human conversation. We're going to drop F-bombs. We talk about orgasms. I want to talk about what keeps you up at night and what you get stupid excited about. The credentials that you've earned over your lifetime are amazing, but I don't want to lead with that. Tell me about who you are as a human first, and then tell me about all those great things after that. So overly curated content, perfected and then perfected. Like, I just don't need that. I I just want to have a conversation with you. And that starts with with the form. That is some really amazing advice. I'm going to be sitting with that. I'm going to play this for my team. (laughs) I think that is some really amazing advice and it can hopefully strip us of that urge to show up in this perfectionistic way and be more human. That's one of my tips of the team is like, write more like you're writing to like a friend or somebody you work with. Who's like a friendly colleague versus somebody that you're putting on a pedestal. Oh, absolutely. Like, let's just have a conversation. Let me get to know who you actually are because we get to the point where we're on headsets together. I'm extracting that out of you, (laughs) whether you sign up for that or not. Like, If you signed up to be on my show, you signed up for it. So let's start the conversation by being yourself because there's nobody else that I want to talk to in that moment than who you really are. Yeah. And if you're approaching somebody too with that, I call it like fan energy sometimes where you put someone on that pedestal, like that always comes through. And I just want to say to anybody who's thinking I'm going to pitch Laura or any other podcast, they have you on their show it's a level playing field because they've gathered the audience, but they're bringing you on because they feel like you have something to offer. And if you approach a host, because and it's great, like approach them, you're a fan of, but if you approach them in this way where you have to feel like you have to show up as something other than what you are, it really does shift the energy of that conversation. And that's not what people tune into podcasts for. They want to hear that human, that human element for sure. They want to hear you. That's why podcasts work the way they do, why they're so popular. That's, that's a really solid reason. Yes. (laughs) Think about it like this. If you start the conversation and whether that's a pitch email or a form that you're submitting or 
uh, a video that you're sending, whatever that is, if you start that conversation, that relationship off by being somebody that you're not, then now the expectation within yourself is I have to maintain that part of me. I have to maintain that front. I have to talk a certain way. I have to present myself a certain way. I have to be blank. Where if you start off the conversation as yourself, talk like you, dress like you, show up as you, then you just get to be you. And if they say yes, it's because they want you in their space. They want to hear what you have to say. They want to share you with their audience. I mean, you asked me to be on this, which is beautiful. And I'm so grateful for that. You asked me to be on it because you know who I am. <laughs> you, you know what to expect. You're not getting a weird version of me. That's like, if I came on here and I was like proper and curated and like, well, you see what do we do here. You know, you would be like, what are you doing? Laura, what, what is happening? Yeah. Where did you go? Like, what is this? Who is this of you? What happened to Laura? Yeah. You don't have to show up in the world as anybody, anybody else other than yourself. And I know you hear that a million times, but maybe today it'll penetrate you a little bit differently to know that the right opportunities, the right podcast, the right next client, the right everything will show up for you as you. So the last question I was really going to ask you here is what's the flip side of that? What makes a guest stand out? So that must be when you can feel that intentionality and their, their humanness, their personhood coming through, but maybe there's something else you'd want to add to that, or there's something else you'd say actually. Yeah. Every 10 submissions that I get, nine of them are brilliant. So even the the pet peeve ones are few and far between anymore, which I'm, is great. It's part of the part of the gig. But the ones that come through that I'm like, hell yes, I can tell that they have gone through something. They have perspective and they have passion. They know something, they've learned something. And it's like, I have to tell other people this. I want to share this message with other people. Like they want to guide other women. They want to help other business owners. It's like the passion is just like pouring out of my computer screen. I, I can see it and I can feel it. And they're honest and they, they're blunt and they're direct. And some of the stuff that people have shared with me on these forms, <laughs> I'm just like, wow, people really, they trust me with what they are ready to be vulnerable about and share with the world and help empower others. So there's just this level of vulnerability and power that just exudes, like it's a beacon. And I'm like, I am here for that shit. Let's do it. Oh, that is so beautiful. And that is such a great note to end on. So I want to invite everyone listening to please go take a listen to Laura's podcast if you haven't yet. You can find it at lauraora.com. It's called the Gutsy Podcast or on all of the podcast players. And then Laura, I know you also had an um, invitation that you wanted to make for the Gutsy Collective, which is the community that is the extension of the podcast where you have a 14-day free trial available to folks if they want to check out the Gutsy Collective. And I want to mention this now because one of the things that we teach is that folks, once they've heard you in a podcast interview are often ready if they know right away, like if this is my person. So 
I'm sure there's somebody listening who's like, Laura is my person. I want to be in community with her. I want to learn from her more. So can you tell us about the Gutsy Collective and how they can take advantage of that trial? Yeah, absolutely. So the Gutsy Collective is an offspring of the Gutsy podcast because, again, an intuitive download. I'm having all these outward conversations, right? Like all of this information is going out into all of these amazing ears and it's being seen, it's being heard, it's being read. And I'm like, I want to hear back from you though. I'm at a point now where like, I love having this big conversation, but let's talk about that conversation together. Let's come together in an online space and talk about what did you learn from that episode? What questions do you have? Can I have one of these really awesome guests come into the space with us from time to time? And let's share this space together. So the Gutsy Collective is an online space. Like you mentioned, it's a 14-day free trial, but it is a group-driven female entrepreneurs who want to have conscious and aligned conversation. You're listening to me. You hear me in your ears, but what do you want to say back to me? What questions do you have? What conversations do you want to ignite? Let's do all of this together. So the Gutsy Collective is exactly what it is. It's a a collective group space where we can come together and have conversation and guide one another, coach one another, and do really big things and support each other. Just as much as there's a a downside and, and the woe is me and the keep me up late at night stuff, there's also really incredible things that happen along entrepreneurship. And you want to celebrate the wins and talk about what's working for you and share that knowledge with other people. So that's why I created the Gutsy Collective. So lauraora.com, it's right on the front page. You can sign up. It's 14 days for free. I want you to come in and check it out and poke around and meet some awesome people. And if you feel so inclined, join us on a regular basis. Awesome. Laura, thank you so much for that invitation and for having this conversation with me. I really enjoyed it. I feel like there was a lot to take away here on just the mental aspects of going after whatever it is, the intuitive hit that feels right and letting that lead you, like that's going to linger with me for a while. So I really appreciate this and yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely. I appreciate you as well. 